This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories. This week, Alastair Baldwin is a writer, comedian, thought leader and sometimes blonde. He's written for The Weekly, Hard Quiz, Get Crackin' and At Home Alone Together. He's a member of experimental comedy duo Nemesis with Vidyarajan and he's been published in Metro, Archer, The Guardian and Acme Ideas. He's also a contributor to Growing Up Disabled in Australia and he performed this story at the Sydney Writers' Festival 2021. I briefly dated a very handsome man who tried multiple times to convert me to his cult. It all began on what I now know to be a cult recruitment app called Grinder. <laughs> At the time, I guess I was an obvious mark. My Grinder profile showed I was a naive young twink with the innocent eyes of someone easily fleeced out of thousands of dollars, which is an accurate assessment. I have been a victim of the pyramid scheme known as improv comedy for four years now. <laughs> it was a hot summer day when I got the message from a cute guy called Rudy. Not his real name, just in case he doesn't come off super well in this story about trying to convert me to a cult. <laughs> he was very handsome, by the way. So handsome, he didn't even need to be in a cult. He would have done fine in general society. <laughs> I feel like a lot of okay-looking guys are drawn to these insulated cult communities to help them pick up because options are much more limited, like me with joining improv comedy. <laughs> I'm going to lean on that joke a bit. As soon as he walked in, our chemistry was off the charts. Every touch felt electric, like we were charging each other's bodies. We had three orgasms in the space of 90 minutes, which is something I didn't know I could do. Although this did occur around the time when every Instagram post became a helpful reminder to drink water, so I might have just been properly hydrated for the first time in my life. <laughs> in the afterglow of great sex, on a warm day with nothing to do, I didn't immediately shoo him out with a broom as I did with most gentlemen callers at the time. We stayed in each other's arms and began to talk about our lives. I began to suspect he was in a cult when he said the following words. Back then I was very negative. That's how I'd bing bing. Excuse me? Back then I was, nope, the second half. That's how I'd bing bing. Bing bing? Bing bing. After two minutes of this hilarious who's on first miscommunication, I realised he was saying been being, as in how I had been in a particular state of being. 
I asked him where he learned that phrase, assuming he'd say, the side of an organic juice bottle, <laughs> or Jamila Jamil's Instagram. <laughs> but instead, he said he'd learned it at this personal development forum he was a member of called Attraction. Also not their real name in case they don't come off super well in this story about how they're literally a cult. <laughs> I don't mean to be rude, but that sounds like a cult, I told him. Rudy chuckled, saying, some misguided people have claimed that. <laughs> if you're ever in a situation where you're unsure if someone you're talking to is in a cult, you can do what I did next. Reach over to your phone, type in the name of the mysterious organization in question, and see if the very first Google autofill suggestion is cult question mark. <laughs> and so I typed in attraction forum, and the very first autofill was attraction forum cult question mark, and the second was attraction forum banned in France. <laughs> Never a good sign to be banned in France. They let you smoke inside hospitals there. <laughs> Some might consider confirmation that a guy's in a cult a deal breaker, but what you may not know about me is that I'll do just about anything as an ironic bit, <laughs> including, as a random example, dating a guy in a cult. <laughs> so when he asked me out to dinner later in the week, I said yes. We met up at a Melbourne bar called Naked for Satan. Less fun than it sounds, but still pretty good. As we entered, we immediately ran into someone he knew from his cult, a mid-30s finance bro who was there on a date with two German backpackers at once. I'd like to clarify at this point that when I say I dated a guy who tried to convert me to his cult, I don't mean his cult. Even in this brief interaction with finance bro, I could tell there was a hierarchy and my lover wasn't super high up on it. I'd love to be up here bragging about dating a cult leader, but he was what we call an underling, or to use gay terms, a bottom. <laughs> Would that I had dated a cult leader. Honestly, I'm still open to it. Dating the cult's leader means that if shit goes down at the compound, you not only know the access code to the bunker, you know where the grain is stored. <laughs> but no, the more I talked to Rudy about his cult, the more I realized he was just a cog in the system. It's kind of like when a guy says, you should come see my band, but then you get there and he's the drummer. <laughs> and you're like, okay, you got me on a technicality. But while he didn't have much real power in his cult, he had real power in the cult of capitalism, by which I mean money, baby. <laughs> Naked for Satan does this incredible grilled octopus, and as soon as we sat down, he said, my treat. So I got just so much grilled octopus. As I chewed on deliciously charged tentacles, he kept asking me if I felt there was anything missing from my life. Not currently, I said. He told me he thought I'd get a lot out of coming to one of Attraction's mixer events. It became clear that while him being in a cult wasn't a deal breaker for me, me not being in his cult was a deal breaker for him. So I faced a crossroads, join a cult 
or lose out on a few weeks of free fancy dinners. <laughs> but then a third road appeared before me as clear as day. I just had to convince him that I might eventually join his cult as long as possible without ever actually doing it. So began my sordid psychosexual love triangle with a human and some delicious octopus. <laughs> my story was actually later adapted with rewrites into Netflix's My Octopus Teacher. <laughs> so I said, sure. But when the night of the mixer arrived, I was all like, I have a headache. Um, let's just get dinner at Chin Chin instead. <laughs> so he invited me to the next mixer, but when that day arrived, I was like, I've already joined a cult today. I don't know if I have another one in me. I'm really dehydrated. <laughs> then he invited me to a third mixer, and I was like, I don't really know if being converted is the position for me. What if we found a third on Grinder? Then we could convert him together, spit roast style. <laughs> anyway, I've never tried caviar. But as I got to spend more time with Rudy, leading him on, I grew to like him more. He was smart, funny, self-possessed. He had this magnetism that I was drawn to, a magnetism that I wanted for myself. I started wondering whether I'd judged too quickly. Was this organization really so bad just because it had been outlawed in France? After all, the French hated Emily in Paris, a modern masterpiece. <laughs> Can we really trust their judgment? And even if the French were right about attraction being a cult, so what? Had I just been conditioned by my public school that still had chaplains for some reason into thinking there was only one way to be a religion? After all, aren't cults just queering normative standards of organised religion? <laughs> isn't a cult just a niche religion? And isn't niche just a politically correct synonym for kind of faggy? <laughs> isn't this exactly why every queer I meet wants to know what my rising is? <laughs> oh, the stars decide your personality? Babe, listen to yourself. This is a cult. So, hypnotised by octopus and dick as I was, I talked myself into believing it'd be homophobic to not at least give this cult a go. <laughs> Rudy was over the moon, you know, the way men get when they wear you down. <laughs> arm in arm, we walked into an inconspicuous office complex and took our seats. The session was being led by a charismatic woman from New York, not the leader leader, but definitely in a circle. She invited a volunteer on stage and asked them what their biggest weakness in business was. The volunteer said they have trouble speaking up in meetings. The New York woman paused thoughtfully before replying, that must be because you were abused as a child. Tell us about it. I wish I had left then and there. But in the room, surrounded by mesmerised nods, you buy into it. I stayed in that room for two hours, listening to this woman diagnose people looking to start a small business with childhood trauma and create this 
manufactured sense of community between total strangers by manipulating them into showing raw vulnerability. No, it was only at the end, as I approached the sign-up desk to do the beginner course, that I saw they wanted 500 bucks up front and 2,000 in total. In that moment, I learned three valuable lessons. One, there's no such thing as a free lunch, especially if it's octopus. Two, sometimes French people are correct. <laughs> and three, the only cult that I'm willing to give 2,000 of my hard-earned dollars to is improv comedy. Thank you, I'm Alistair Baldwin. Thanks for listening. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy Queer Stories, consider supporting the project for as little as $1 per month on Patreon. The link is in the episode description. Follow Queer Stories on Facebook for updates and for insomnia rants and photos of my glorious dog, follow me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs>